0: Which is not good enough. Um, you know, we just we don't we don't uh, obviously chemistry, talent wise, just everything. And it was clear, um, like I said, these last few games, um, they just you know, from the from the beginning of the game, they were just aggressive. Uh, vet, veteran team, obviously uh, championship team, and um, you know one of the best teams that we have in this league. Um, you know, I love this city. Um, I literally, you know, have done everything that I can. Um, You know, I mean, this this situation is is, is crazy. You know, it's something that uh, I don't think can be fixed. So, um, yeah, thanks. You are now listening to
1: The Sports and Stuff Podcast. Here are your hosts, Deontay Epps and Dane Beasley.
0: And welcome back, man! Just gave
1: me a <laughs> <laughs> of give me that, that top. <laughs> of course, Dane, starting uh, it, starting like always. Welcome to episode thirty-two of, course. of the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. My name is Deontay Epps, joined by my brother, my friend, my ace, my guy, Dane Beasley, my guy. How what you? Up? How you doing, man?
0: We're pretty good, man. Feeling really good. Uh, had some surprise s- snow over the weekend, man. And now things are sort of turning back to some kind of normal. Hit, hit. Not normal as in a sense of that it's hot outside, but normal in a sense that the sun is outside, but somehow it's still 36 degrees. That's what I mean by normal, of
1: course. Crazy, crazy Texas weather. Got historic snow here in Texas, if you guys didn't know. About five inches here in the the Waco area, which was crazy, which can kind of sum up today's events. Right off the top, you heard it. James Harden last night, right after his press conference, just basically saying, I'm done here in Houston. And literally an hour ago, before we started this pod, historic trade going down in the NBA. It was a matter of time. Before something like this will go yeah. down after those comments, man. So that we'll, we'll start. We'll start with the full trade, and we'll figure out how we got there. So the Rockets, they're going to get Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, three Bro- Brooklyn first rounders, a Milwaukee first round unprotected, and then four first round Brooklyn swaps. The Nets getting James Harden. Pacers are getting Karis LeVert in second round and the Cavs are getting Jared Allen and Torian Prince ha, you know what James Harden got what he wanted James Harden got what he wanted he wanted out of Houston now he's gone but it's interesting to me Dane and I'll let you take the floor about how you feel why Feel like the nba has always been in a different world of its own it's not like it's a player's league There's nothing traditional about it. and it, <laughs> uh, well and that and as a player's league i think we've seen it more lately in the nfl but if an nba player wants to get traded it's gonna happen nine times out of ten and we can all and you i think we can credit that to the way lebron james has changed the league as far as not necessarily him demanding certain things, but he's had so much power, and I feel like his influence has oh, yeah. has trickled down to the other star players in the league. So when you first saw that James was heading to uh
0: brooklyn what was you what were you thinking Cha all I thought about was more chaos, more chaos the better, not for the sake of I like watching things crash and burn, but just for the sake of. It's Houston Rockets slander. And it's nothing I love more than Houston Rockets slander. Um, I hope I hope this is what he bargained for. And there's no telling how things are going to play out because they're, 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 the Nets have their own problems already prior to this taking place. And, of course, there was a lot of speculation leading up to uh, what the events that transpired about an hour ago. So, you know, pretty much everyone was on the edge of their seats. We just no one knew how it was going to take place. Um, but we'll see where it goes. I, I'm still, I'm laughing at the whole thing because is this the, is this really the situation that's gonna give him a, a better outcome or a better opportunity? Right. To, or is this the outcome that he wants or needs? Right. Like, yeah, I I don't know, but I you know what? More than anything, I feel the one person I feel for. Steve Nash. Right. Nash? <laughs> I feel for Steve Nash because he has to, he's got to figure out how to navigate the waters of all these egos, personalities, and situationships. Right. Because, yeah. It,
1: it, yeah, because yeah, we're going to get to Kyrie next. But you you kind of feel like... Who, <laughs> Yeah, because he, he out of there right now. But you kind of feel like or to me, it feels like this started way back last season, or the way that last season ended mm. for the Houston Rockets with the Daniel House situation, him in the bubble, him doing other things, um, and then in the off season when he came in out of shape, like you could definitely see on the court, he's what? he's a little shape? He's a little overweight, kind of like you know, had he been Boy, a, like
0: an offensive guard, planting the
1: seeds. Planning to seize to like you know make this move or try to force the Rockets to make this move. Um, it was interesting, you know, after those comments that he said, what John Wall and DeMarcus Cousins said afterwards. I think Cousins' comments were today. John Wall's were last night. Did you happen to catch that? What he said?
0: Yeah. In in so many words, it speaks to the mentality that it's already. Set in there in Houston, the defeatist mentality, and I hate to say that because I don't, I don't know any of the players personally, so I can't speak to what their thought process is. But as a fan, as an onlooker, as a bystander, as a defending NBA champion fan, <laughs> this is comedy. Uh, now, <laughs> I I don't know what else to make of it. It it seems like it's very. Uh, there's a lot of division. Uh, Again, this is I have no idea what's going on there, but based on what they've led us to believe and what came out of their own mouths, um, the culture there in Houston needs some changing, um, not only with the Rockins, but also with uh, the Houston Texans. But that's a story for another day. Um, But, yeah, this. Yeah, this is. uh, This is going to be interesting whenever when the dust settles, I'll say that.
1: Right. And, you know. I was going to say everybody always has those hot takes as far as who won the trade, but you can't, you obviously can't figure that out just yet, but I think, I mean, it was only a matter of time before Harden was out of there in Houston, but to your point about Steve Nash dealing with, you know, what's going on with Kyrie and then getting this personality with Harden, the situation is like, the most daunting task for a new coach. I know he's played in the league, but dealing with egos and personalities and different attitudes is going to be the real challenge here for
0: Steve Nash. Um, Getting to Kyrie. It's like a brand new first year teacher, fresh out of college with a math degree tossed into teaching science with a, a number of students with several different contextual factors, plenty of IEPs, different behavior modifications. And expected right. to make magic, right. <laughs> make a it, well, I, I think gumbo out of lemons. So,
1: I was gonna say it's interesting because Kyrie is like no other player in the league. With you know what he said about being the earth or the earth yeah. being flat,
0: um, I thought he different was takes he's had. I thought, I yeah. thought he yeah, I was like, okay, he's joking, <laughs> not not talking to the media
1: earlier in the year like i i and i when i see his actions and his and what he does i kind of take a step back because you think about the year 2020 itself and Mm -hmm. how it has brought like mental depression and hardship to a lot of people in the world right yeah and you 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 got to help, at least for me, I'm kind of concerned about his mental health, where he's at. I know he's a smart guy, like, but when you, I don't know, I just think Kyrie's so different. You can only imagine, like, and think about how people take certain things. Yeah. And like what Stephen A. Smith said today about him needing to Retire.
0: retire. Yeah, like, but, I know, would he,
1: not be surprised. he, say what he needs
0: to say to, for people to you know tune into the show. That's I took right. I that's all I took that for. I mean, you either love Stephen A. or you you hate him. So, people love it, eat it up, or whatever. Like you know, whatever. But for for me at least, what I'm thinking about it is one. I have no idea what's going on through his mind. Two, he has, yeah. he has to have some sort of great reason behind his absence. Three, more than likely, I'm hoping that he, you know, he already chopped it up with his teammates. Like, look, this is what's going on. This is the situation. I'm out of here. And four, I'm curious to know what's going on. Um, and it might not even be so much as a nosy part, but just as a, like a, just as a human, like, the... Psychology that exists for these mega athletes and mega stars, yeah, and the pressure it, that comes with it. like that's huge. Yeah, man.
1: psychology has to explain. You know, a few episodes when we talked about Dak Prescott and when Skip Bayless has said whatever about him, like when all this stuff about Kyrie coming out right now, I immediately jumped to that. And then when you mm-hmm. mentioned about the psychology part of it, like you never know.
0: Never know. What
1: is, you know, the weight and what's going through people's mind right now. That's why I brought that up. And you know, there's always people that say or like kind of try to bring that down to level. You know, they make millions of dollars and things of that nature, but it's <laughs> not always about the that, money.
0: That age old quote, money doesn't solve everything and money doesn't buy you everything. You can have all yeah, the money know. in the world and he still has that void that he has to fill. And maybe basketball is it for him, but the toll that it's taken on his mental, maybe he has to step away from it. But people say people that sit on the couch and tweet from the privacy of the home without anybody or without having the fear of somebody knocking their jaw straight. They say anything, including some of these guys saying, you know, shut up and dribble because that's basically what it is. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Make enough money. You shouldn't be able to talk. I think it's the exact opposite. You make enough money. I think you should be able to talk. I mean, that's just me. Right.
1: That's just something to think about like you never know what is going through someone's head. Like oh. like in the toll, I just keep thinking about the toll of the last year. 20 how crazy 2020 was and even how 2021 is starting yes. now with everything in the political realm and, you know, stuff like that. So um it's it's a it's it's definitely a situation where you have to just sit back and think. At least for me, um, like the mental ha- aspect of what you know, people that are always in the public light, and yeah. people that always feel like, man, people are gonna watch what I do, how I do it, and maybe I just need to take a break. Not saying it's right as far as you know, leaving the team out to dry, but at the same time, you have to think about the mental aspect and you know how people are dealing with that on that realm. Um,
0: here's here's a, another thing. This last thing I'll say about it. My name is Dane Beasley. When the world has, the weight of the world is on my shoulders, you know, can pray, can crack open a video game. I can turn on a, a, a game, a football game, turn on a basketball game. I can go talk to my wife or my kid. Those are my outlets for a professional basketball player that I'm assuming a lot of people don't know what, what his, what his passions are, what his hobbies are, what drives him to some, he's considered their form of entertainment, but what is his getaway? You know, yeah. what is his outlet? And you, you got to take, you have to take that in consideration before you start hurling some of these insults and some of these, uh Hurling mud at this guy, especially especially yeah. when you have an, an audience and a platform similar to that that of Mister Stephen A. Smith. So, come on, Stephen A. Yeah, do better, man. Yeah.
1: He got a new show, so like he said, he got yeah. yeah,
0: he got a little <laughs> a little sheet from uh from one of the uh one of the producers. Like, all right, this is this is this is where you are at. These are the ratings that we need to get in order for this to have the launch that we need. Do with this information what you will. And he's got a bunch of taglines and a bunch of uh, buzzwords that he could use and phrases that he can use to try to catapult those viewers and get the reactions and the clicks and the tweets and the likes that he needs and the, in- the interactions, of course. So come on, Stephen. Yeah. Where's your integrity, man? <laughs>
1: He had, he had. I mean, I think his point was kind of just what we had talked about about letting the team down and not being there, and you know, yeah. just I guess but, kind of going a wall. But and that's just it's, assuming. Know, that's just a sensitive point, subject.
0: Just assuming that he didn't, you know, chop it up with the teammates before he took his departure. Right, right. We, that's, we, that's assuming if 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 this is the case where he talked to him beforehand, it's like everything he's saying is nonsense. I don't to know if point. he.
1: I don't know if they reported if he talked to his teammates, but I know Steve Nash had said they hadn't. At one point, they hadn't heard from him, but I, I think they did get in contact with him, and you know, they talked about his absence. And but you know now there's that video. I don't know if you saw woke, but he had the video of showing him, you know, with his family at a master's party. Yeah. So, you know that part kind of it's like that's that's the part that's kind of got me like dang bro you you out doing this I know you trying to do I'm sure there's a
0: logical explanation for this Deontay let's I want to hear both sides of the story. I'm sure there's something reputable here that's it's at stake let's see
1: (laughs) yeah mentally I hope he's in the in, in the right capacity like in the right mind state like that's i guess that's all i want to just say about that at the end ultimately in his mind I, i just hope he's great like doing okay into the divisional weekend, the NFL playoffs, Dane, our predictions. <laughs> four and two each, my guy.
0: Four and two each. I just want to I stay for the record. I should have been five and one, but I decided to play on the wild side with the Chicago Debeas. I was trolling with that pick, so I take that back. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> I got a lot people of people giving me a hard time about it. I was like, man, like, yeah, it was just this was just a prank, man. It's just a prank, man. It's just right. a prank.
1: Out of out of all the games that happened over Wildcard Weekend, what was the biggest surprise to you?
0: Biggest surprise to me. Hmm. I'd say Derrick Henry being shut down. That was the biggest surprise to me. I fully anticipate. I mean, obviously, he's what? 2,000-yard rushing in the regular season, so there is a lot of wear and tear on Derrick Henry, no doubt. But I had no doubt in my mind I thought he was going to go off for at least 100, 100 on the ground, maybe 40, 50 in the air. Like I thought that was going to happen because of what he's been doing to teams in the playoffs and just how consistent he is as a runner. But they absolutely they dialed in, and that defense was all over him. I think mean, they got to him behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage at least – 10 or 11 times, but it's just, it's wild. So that to me was the shocking part. Didn't expect that type of, type of game from him, but you know, we're all, they're all athletes and they're, they all have good games and sometimes they have bad games and sometimes it's their fault. Sometimes it's not their fault. It's just, it's just the nature of the beast. So. I
1: Yeah. I think the Ravens just had a mindset last week. We kind of talked about it last episode because we both picked the Ravens, but um, yeah. we talked about how, Lamar Jackson wanted to prove a point. And I felt like the defense wanted to do the same thing because Derrick Henry went off on them last year. Um, (laughs) Of course, you got everything with the antics this year, stepping on the logo. And I think earlier in the year that kind of was like, okay, all right, y'all going to do us like that. But um, the Ravens came out, you know, it was close throughout the game, and I think we both yeah. talked about how we felt like it was going to be a low-scoring game in the 20s, and I think it ended up being 20 to 13.
0: Am I right? It was over real quick, just how much running they were doing. Yeah,
1: 20 to 13.
0: Yeah, that's a playoff game. That's a playoff score right there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, L- Lamar Jackson just – he just took it into his own hands. Pedestrian. Or legs, that is.
0: It was, <laughs> yeah. it was pedestrian. Let's call it what it is. Oh, was playoff well, on mark. the ground
1: – Yeah, yeah.
0: on the ground yeah you're right you're right let me let let you finish my bad my bad
1: yeah (laughs) you're good i was just looking at the stats (laughs) yeah you're right through the through the air of course 17 of 24 179 no touchdowns one pick sack five times on the ground 16 carries 136 that of course that long 48 yarder for a touchdown um derrick henry 18 carries 40 yards his longest rush was eight yards. That is big time. The defense, yeah, <laughs> defense for the Ravens came to play, man. Um, that's all you can say, really. That that was the difference in the game, stopping Derrick Henry, because for the most part, the Titans did have uh, Lamar Jackson's number aside from that 48-yard run, and it was in crunch time. But but my biggest surprise, Dane, and I am going to pull that up right now.
0: Please, um, Deontay, tell me. What was your biggest surprise? The, Brown, the Browns. The brown, The Browns beating the Steelers. Why? Because you you selected the Steelers to win that matchup? Is that why it was a biggest surprise, Deontay? That's
1: not the only reason.
0: Uh, but bad. partly. Me...
1: Because, okay. because I... Honest. Let the record state that Deontay... Uh, Deontay... I picked oh, the
0: Steelers, okay? Don't okay. out there.
1: But uh, without their head coach, you know, he, uh, Kevin Stavansky was out with COVID. Did not really expect the Browns to mm. not miss a beat without their offensive minded head coach. Um, yeah, pretty much everybody thought the same, Except but for me. Baker Mayfield was very efficient. Yeah, surprisingly, 21 to 34, 263, three touchdowns. Uh Nick Chubb did what he had to do, 76 yards rushing. Kareem Hunt, two touchdowns on the ground, 48 yards. Um, and creating turnovers on the defensive side, shutting down Ben Roethlisberger. He had 501 yards passing, but that was on 68 attempts. 68 attempts, man. In a man. big L. Four touchdowns, four picks, and a big L, man. Uh, do you think Ben Roethlisberger is going to retire?
0: I would hope so. Um, you go. I think going out on a performance like that would be good for his legacy if they look at the box score, but if they actually watch the game, if anybody actually watched the game, they know, okay, this is, there's no way that he should play another game. Cause it, honestly it becomes, if I'm his teammate, I'm not, but if I'm his teammate, it comes to the point of, is he holding this team back? Cause if you know, you throw 500 yards and several touchdowns and a losing effort, it it doesn't mean anything. And why I say that? Because I know exactly what that feels like. I had a quarterback do the same thing for almost, what, four consecutive games, empty yards and a bunch of touchdowns and what some consider doo-doo time. Um, but it's just, you know, a bunch of underneath and dinking dunks and off coverages that, that'll get you, you know, 500 yards every time. But enough of me slandering this man, but – I think it's I think it's time. I, I don't think he's going to I retire. Think <laughs> I think it's time. I think it's time. I it, think
1: it might be he might be he might be washed, but I don't see him going out like that. He needs that. to. He he although to back up your argument, he was crying on the sideline on the bench. I don't know if you saw crying that. Crying cuz I'm pain. So he may be like oh, crying cuz
0: all the ducks he kept throwing.
1: I don't know. I just can't see him going out like that with four picks. I see I think he makes one more run. I think next year will be his last year. He might put,
0: he might put Mike Tomlin's, uh, what is it, his, his record for most consecutive seasons with a winning record. He might put that bad boy in jeopardy if he decides to roll roll out there again or hobble out there again, as I should say. But I don't know. that. I mean, the Pittsburgh defense is solid, and I'd hate to see that youth and that passion go to waste because what they have going on the offensive side of the ball – at non-offensive lineman, non-wide receiver, and non-running back positions. So take with that information you will. I don't know. I I just
1: don't see him going out like that. But we'll see. Next week's games, divisional games. Hmm. Let's get these predictions on. I'm trying to beat you in this,
0: Mm -hmm. to be honest. You pick like you did last time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We got the Rams coming off. (laughs) I'm <laughs> I'm gonna play for this is where you sit up like you playing you playing a right, game, right. you sit up in your seat. You get real. I'm gonna play for now. I'm gonna use my real plays. We got the Rams traveling to Green Bay to face the number one C Packers, my guy. Who you got?
0: I'm going with the Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams led Green Bay Packers. I really, really look forward to the matchup between the top two NFL wide receiver and a top two NFL corner so it's going to be a dog fight it's going to be a dog fight but I look forward to watching it I definitely think the Green Bay Packers by at least two or three this is
1: probably the toughest well all these matches are pretty tough I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers too because they're at home Mm -hmm. um we saw Jared Goff like first. I didn't even know Jared Goff was not supposed to play last week. I didn't know we didn't know John Walker was going to start before we recorded our last episode. So, exactly. yeah, he went out with an injury. Goff came in. Goff is still not 100 percent as you can see, and
0: much I worse than usually is <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> and so I'm a lean with Green. I'm a lean with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. I think it'll be. The uh, tough for Adams. I think Jalen Ramsey's played exceptionally well this season, and I think he'll uh, kind of be on Adams' number. But I think other players will step up, other receivers will step up. You got Aaron Jones out of the backfield. I got I got Green Bay in a close one as well, Dane. Probably by a field goal. Um, the nightcap for the Saturday matchup: Ravens Bills. Got Lamar Jackson and company off of that big win, emotional win over Tennessee, heading to Buffalo, where the Bills await them. Josh Allen has played exceptionally well the past few games. Um, man, I think woo, 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 this, this is a tough one.
0: Say what your chest. I'm man. a roll
1: with. I'm a roll with Buffalo. <laughs> I'm a roll with the Bills. Um I think Josh Allen is gonna have a couple of head scratching throws, but I think he'll make some big plays with his feet and scramble enough and make a few touchdowns as far as running it into the end zone. I think I think Buffalo wins this one. Let's go twenty four twenty one over Baltimore.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well I agree with you. Josh Allen will throw a few ducks. However, (laughs) I'm going to come out on the opposite side of this with the Ravens taking the dub. All right. Um, Mar Jackson is going to have to play much better than he's played. His playoff resume is below average to average. So... This will need to be his performance. The one that says, y'all remember that, you know, Ravens and Bills game from 2021. Y'all remember that? Yeah, th- this is the game that he has to do that at. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going with that. I, I can't come up with a score for now, but I'd say let's go Ravens by nine. That's a pretty big margin.
1: Yeah, nine points. It is, but it isn't. But So you got the Ravens. All right. It's kind of a toss-up game for me. I think Lamar Jackson, I could definitely see him going crazy in this game as far as making big plays with his feet, finding those big plays in the passing game. I think his receivers need to step up, though. That's why I'm going with the Bills. I think the Bills have more playmakers on the offensive side of the ball that can make plays for Josh Allen when he needs it. So I'm rolling with Buffalo. Browns Chiefs, Cleveland after that big victory, first playoff win in forever, getting their head coach back. Baker Mayfield, all those guys heading to Kansas City to face the defending champions who await them. I think this is the easiest pick for me. I'm going with Kansas City, man. Um, I think – Patrick Mahomes and those guys, weak rest. They might show a little rust in the beginning, but they'll start clicking. Too many weapons for KC, and I don't think the DBs from Cleveland can hang with those guys. I think it'll be 14-point win for the Chiefs. I think Baker Mayfield will make some incredible plays, but I just think it's too much Patrick Mahomes, too much Andy Reid. Um, I think they'll run away in the end. Huh.
0: Well, again... I agree with a lot of what you said, and I don't agree with a lot of what you said. I'm going with the Browns, taking the L. <laughs> Baker may had a bad, bad game. Um, that team, or that offense, rather, I should say, is built on the success of the run game. The, the run game predicates how successful they are in that win-loss column. And I just don't think they'll be able to get that started uh, versus the Chiefs. And of course, they're going to get down as most teams do. They're going to get down versus the Chiefs by multiple possessions, and they're going to have to play catch up. And they're to have to, they, the Browns will probably try to rely on Baker Mayfield's arm to get them out of a pickle, and they will come up short by multiple possessions. Don't have a score, but that, Chiefs.
1: That's happened a lot, a lot of times this year, man, where, you know, you got two great running backs back there in Chubb and Hunt, and. Damn. You're relying too much on Baker mayfield's arm, I think especially if they get behind early in this game thing that could be something that can really you know start happening as far as them trying to throw every play yeah. <laughs> The key to them to win in my opinion is definitely put it in the in the, in the arms of uh our legs of Huck, Chubb and hunt, but I don't
0: think they'll do yeah. that, so there's a threshold there's a threshold of passes or pass attempts that he can't go above it's like 34 or 35, some weird number like that. But he throws more than 35 attempts if <laughs> they lose in that game. <laughs> yeah. That's what most gunslingers do. So we'll yeah. see.
1: The Sunday night primetime matchup Tampa Bay, Tom Brady heading to the Superdome to face the Saints. Um, let me check on this season series for this. Tampa Bay won. Or excuse me, Tampa Bay lost in New Orleans week one, 34-23. And then they lost both times, 38-3, to three, wow. blew them out. That's right. That's right. That's
0: a revenge you know what? Game.
1: That even backs my pick more, seeing that they lost, they got swept by the Saints. I'm going with Tampa Bay, and here's why. I am I haven't been impressed with New Orleans offensively, at all this year. Um, Drew Brees, you know, it's his last year, rumored to be his last year, and it kind of shows with, you know, his arm strength. Um, Not necessarily decision-making, although sometimes he's made plays where you're scratching your head, but I'm just going straight off what we've seen with quarterback play. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady's play on the field to this point has been – way better than what I've seen from Drew Brees. So I think that decision alone is enough. And then when I just found out that they've lost to the Saints twice, you know, that's eating Tom alive. And I think he'll have one of those Tom Brady uh, big playoff games. I still think it'll be close. Maybe like uh, I'll give it, I'll say 31-24. But I think Tom Brady is just playing way better than Drew Brees right now, so I'm rolling with I'm rolling with Tom and the Bucks.
0: Mm. Oh, Tom! Yeah. Um, I just need a certain New Orleans Saints defender to get knocked in the mouth because I'm getting so tired of him being on. I'm I'm tired of him being front and center of a fight, and it's getting on my nerves. Like literally, it, it almost every Ooh. few weeks or something.
1: Mario Davis, nah. <laughs> Cameron Jordan,
0: nope. <laughs> Who is it? Let's oh, think of uh, it. that DB. What's his name? <laughs> Was it Chauncey Gardner? What's his
1: name? Yeah, Gardner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's literally something almost every few weeks, I'm like, dang, like why is he I mean, obviously he's 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 got a, a, a knack for getting in people's heads, but you got a teammate cleaning your clock, you got two separate players from the Bears organization <laughs> hitting you with yeah. a two piece. So it's like at some point. That-
1: <laughs> that reminds me did you did you happen to watch any of the nickelodeon broadcasts
0: of bear saints no, I, I decided not to watch that one i had to watch oh. a regular broadcast i couldn't do Bro. i couldn't do all it, that.
1: it okay i understand that but it was actually very informative like they had like for somebody next that
0: <laughs> uh, no, next so.
1: gen nickelodeon sets. no they just had really cool little anecdotes about you know like, especially if nobody knew the rules of football and stuff like that. It was kind of mm-hmm. cool. But I, I bring that up to say somebody had made a little meme or whatever showing the skirmish between Gardner and old boy from the Bears from last year. Never, oh, no, I have
0: to know. do from last year? It, uh, shoot, who was it? Was it,
1: it Allen Robinson? Was that wasn't Allen Robinson. It was a nah, small-time it, receiver. But it they that. put the uh, SpongeBob music over it. <laughs> I thought it was the most funniest thing, but that that reminded me of that. That reminded me of that. But uh you got you got the Bucks?
0: Yeah, I got the Bucks. I got the Bucks this time. Only because I want to see I would like to see Green Bay in the Buccaneers. I would like to see that. We would love to see that. That's what I want to see. And the only way for me to see two old quarterbacks duel it out is if they you know is if the Bucks get past the Saints. Plus I had one of my homies, shout out to James. Um, my old co worker, he's a Bucks fan, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm hoping that he gets to see some more success from his Bucks. It's been a while since yeah. he's been able to celebrate. So Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I just think Tom Brady has just been playing way better than Drew Brees has at this point uh-huh. and not impressed with Taysom Hill. Um I what? just think a future all pro, bro. <laughs> oh, so the only one we disagree on is Bills. Bills Ravens, right?
0: I mean, I ain't disagree with you. I just simply stated who I believe is going to win. Unfortunately, you just going to get it wrong again.
1: Yeah, yeah, whatever. Right there, right there. there was a ton of NFL news, man. Deshaun Watson. What's what's the deal with Deshaun?
0: Day? I'll tell you what the deal with Deshaun Watson is. It starts with the letter H and ends with the letter S. I give you one guess.
1: Um so it starts with the letter H, end
0: with the letter S. Yes, sir. Hose. No, very close though. <laughs> Houston Astros. <laughs> Houston Astros. That's the problem with Deshaun Watson. The Houston Explain Astros put a curse on the entire city of Houston mm. as it pertains to professional sports. Oh, this is I see you're so the destruction of the man that I will not say his name because it was completely well never mind, I'll say his name. Bill O'Brien dang near trading away a top two receiver in the league for a bag of potato chips and some pocket yeah. lint. Yeah. So
1: so for those so for those that don't know uh Deshaun Watson is reportedly upset with the organization as far as not getting an input on who the next GM could be, maybe the next head coach, yeah. as far as wanting an interview with Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs. Um and then Andre Johnson came out and supported mm-hmm. um Deshaun Watson taking a stand saying he should hold his ground. And I'ma just break it down like this, Dane. What's up, D? Deshaun Watson getting traded this offseason, yes or no?
0: I'm going to say no. They're going to have to meet his demands because I I still don't know what Deshaun Watson is. I do like him as a quarterback, but just the ability that we've seen other quarterbacks um, carry their teams with low to average level of position value. Is that the right word? I just would like to see him take the next step. And I think a lot of people anticipated him taking the next step this year. And it just didn't happen. No, granted, he's not able to do it all alone. We know that,
1: well, but he had a career year, like numbers wise. A, exactly. Crazy numbers,
0: numbers. But, I know that wins and losses are a team stat, but you, you can't think of that one game or that, two game that mattered that he just balled out you know there was obviously you're not going to make every pass as a quarterback but there's the expectation for you if you are the guy you're going to have that particular game that sets you apart from your competition or the the division and just didn't see that from Deshaun this year not to say he isn't capable of it because i definitely think he is but you know let's see hopefully he does that hopefully that does pressure the Houston front office to do something uh, to salvage whatever could possibly be left of that relationship. Um, but we've already heard one great, or probably one of the only greats from Houston uh, speak out. So I'd hate it if a second one stepped out and said something too. A.K.J.J. J. Watt. If he said something, then that's when you yeah. know things are going to be. <sighs> but I think he's staying there.
1: Yeah. I I agree. I think he'll still be there. I think. Well, I did see that. I don't know if you saw that tweet, but they did say that they're now going to request an interview for BNME. Yeah,
0: yeah. But that's I mean, it's, it looks after the fact. It looks, no, like, looks, looks kind of shady, shady, right? Like, uh, like, Why didn't you think of this? Yeah. Think about it. The one player that your offensive coordinator and or your head coach is the most comfortable with is the quarterback it, or not the most comfortable, the most cordial with, I would say that is the quarterback. And if you don't even get your franchise guy, the highest paid person on your team, if you don't even get his input, what do you think? What he thinks, or does he have his ear to the ground? Hello? Yeah. Like, you know. So that's just a, another example of that management, the front office dropping the ball. But, yeah, I feel for all my Houston Texans friends that are fans. Sorry, They're guys. They're going through it. Texans,
1: Raw. Rockets. Mm.
0: Dame blames Astros. That's a good one, bro. It's the Astros' fault. I'm telling you. It starts with an S, ends with an S. The Houston that's so Astros. This is, this is the penance.
1: That's the sacrifice.
0: Yeah, that's the price.
1: Astros' title, other Houston franchises have to suffer. Yeah,
0: everybody else has to suffer. you <laughs> 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 think exactly about it? it uh, the Houston Rockets, what if I told you this? The week of what game three or game four with Houston Rockets and the Lakers. If someone told you, Hey, James Harden is not going to be on this team, uh, on January the 13th, after January 13th, James Harden will on this team. You looked them dead in the eyes and say, what? After the performance that you just put up, ain't no way. Right. Here we are. So
1: here we are. Here we are. Sorry to my Houston friends, Houston sports fans. I'm not a- going through it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were, we we're speaking about, uh, Uh, Eric Biennemi and possibly being a part of the Houston coaching search and being the next head coach. But there was a lot of other head coach news going around since we last spoke Dane. Um, Doug Peterson is out of there, man.
0: That's trash, Um, bro.
1: People were kind of iffy about it as far as what happened in that week 17 game. I think that was like the nail in the coffin for him as far as, him losing the respect of players. Um but you That's wouldn't think after him winning the Super Bowl in twenty seventeen this would be the outcome three years later, right?
0: Winning the Super Bowl and then making the playoffs two times after that and then of course having their first losing season since the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I I don't know. It's a city of brotherly love, man. I have no idea. No idea. Like and-
1: and here's another caveat, and I'm, I'm gonna let you speak again after this. You have Doug Peterson on one end, getting let go after winning the Super Bowl in 2017, and then if you go up to Chicago, the GM of Chicago saying, "Hey, I love what head coach Nagy's doing." He said Nagy is back, and we've seen what the Bears been doing the
0: last few years. Yeah. Like, I
1: don't, I don't understand, man. Like, how, how, how do you have that happen?
0: I'll tell you how you have it happen, by passing up on Deshaun Watson or passing up on Patrick Mahomes. That's how that happens because ain't no way in hell. Mitchell Trubisky wasn't even the best player in his conference. And you drafted him, was was the second or third pick? One of the two. It doesn't matter. Let, let, hold on, let me look this up real quick. Anyway,
1: they, pass, they passed on Mahomes that's and how this Watson happened. for him.
0: Yeah. That's exactly how it happened. You decided, yeah, so – you got to live with that, that amazing, not amazing, I'd say top 15 defense consistently. Yeah. And to piss it away with that at quarterback. And then the state, the iffy on the cusp or on the cliff statements they made about the quarterback it was kind of funny. I, I kind of like chuckled a little bit, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, man.
1: Coaching news and news just in general just was rolling in. It was reports that former Ohio State Dane
0: head coach urban Meyer I feel sorry I feel bad for any organization I feel bad for any organization that decides to pursue him or any of his talents because you you just never know what you're going to get with that guy now i wasn't I wasn't an Ohio state fan when urban Meyer was there but it still pissed me off that he left in <laughs> a cloud of it was, smoke. Well, they said it was his, his health reasons,
1: right? Or do you think it was about the old, uh, what was that, signing fiasco?
0: There is controversy, criticism, and speculation about his departure from not only that program, but when he left Florida. So if he can't handle it, in the little leagues, how's he going to handle it in the big leagues? We've that's seen time point, after man. time plenty of college, uh, college coaches and college talent leave their college ranks and try to go chase the Super Bowl, and it crashed and burned and fell miserably. Hell, we've seen the best of them. We've seen it with Nick Saban, but yeah, not to say that that's going to be his fate. But at the same time, it just doesn't. It's it's they don't have a good track record. Those head coaches from college coming up to into the NFL, and I mean, we've seen with Cliff cleat Cliff Kingsbury, he we 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 look we thought that was going to be the the winner of that division, the Cardinals, and then of course they just fell off a cliff. So yep, I mean I'm sure there's not there's I'm sure there's more there's more there are more factors to account for, but at the same time you can't ignore hmm this guy that was fresh out of the ranks of Texas Tech oh, yeah. couldn't it's definitely
1: a different challenge
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming for him
1: especially I mean heading to a team that has a number one overall pick, it's a, a bad franchise as it is. So yeah. Urban Meyer's used to winning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to a franchise that's been losing the past few decades aside from the time they went to the AFC title game. But for the most part, Jacksonville has been a losing franchise. So a guy that <laughs> hates to lose and that's always won, going to a franchise that hasn't done that, that's going to be an adjustment. And look to go back you, to him. You can't say
0: that so loudly. The two or three Jacksonville fans that exist on this earth are not gonna take <laughs> lightly to the words that you just said. So I'm gonna need you to clean it hey, up a little bit.
1: Hey, he he gotta he has to know that I mean I'm I'm sure he does, but this ain't Ohio State, my guy. No, not, this is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they got problems. True. And it's more than the quarterback position, you got problems with the owner and yeah. Adams, you know, defensive side of the ball, they had a stout They ta- they, stout had talent. Defense. they had yeah. talent. I mean they got, the they, got a little, they got a few gems left on the offensive side. I like DJ Chalk, but I mean all the defensive talent
0: left. Yeah. So, I me mean, got Miles Jackson still there, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, he he need to get his head straight. <laughs> uh, but just to say like you know you got to know what you're walking into man because they got some issues but um you mentioned you mentioned nick saban and we've had so much sports news man like we had a national title game in college football that's a, footnote,
0: that's a footnote for this right? podcast right
1: you know what i'm saying like we had college football college football finally came to an end uh um, unfortunately dane ohio state your boys they failed a the uh, Alabama Crimson tie fifty-two
0: yeah. to twenty-four, man. We got out behinds whooped. I mean, we got it was got gotcha you behinds. First, it was close at one point, and then it just got out of hand. Yeah. But shout out to Bama, man. They didn't let up. I I didn't want it to be a situation where Ohio State would come back from a deficit that huge by controversy by you know a bunch of BS calls pushing them up with the field. Like I'm not saying I'm happy with them losing, but. They, they right. kept fighting. Obviously, it definitely wasn't enough, but, you know, we got, we got to watch a pretty good game and evaluate a lot of good talent. So, shout out to the Bama boys, man, and, and Nick Saban's cementing his dynasty because it's, at this point, the craziest thing, you can pull up all the yeah. stats you want to, but the only one that matters is every single one of the recruits that he has has a ring. Every single football recruit, every single... Bama commit that he recruited has a ring. So, so,
1: so you're walking right into my next question for you. Oh, see the he's the greatest college coach of all time. He has he just surpassed. uh What was it, Bear Bryant? Right,
0: Bear Bryant. Yeah, I think it's for Bear Bryant. Seven
1: seven national titles, six with Alabama. He's the greatest college football coach of all time.
0: I think it's safe to say that. Um, there's no one that matches his level of intensity. There's no one that matches his consistency, and there's I don't I haven't heard of anyone else uh, that has that built a culture of players that are now professional football players still willing to run into a burning building for him. So I think that speaks for itself. Um, I think he is he's going to go down as one of the greatest college football coaches of all time and shout out to him and and everything that he's built there at Bama. Right. The standard they have is amazing. So all the athletes out there, like that's, that's what you want to strive for as a, as a Ohio state fan. Like that's that Bama standard is that's, that's above none. (laughs) Yeah. And you just
1: mentioned it before about college football coaches heading to the NFL, not having success. He has had so much success on the collegiate level that I don't even, like, I know, but I forgot that he was in the NFL, and he failed. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's dominated so much on the collegiate level, and everything that you said about him is true. His mentality, his toughness, his discipline towards his players, and even his coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, the coaching tree that he has of other coaches, Now they didn't necessarily always succeed at other stops, but I think that, Nope. You can you Speaking can say
0: you, Jason
1: yeah. <laughs> that kind of that could kind of speak to. I think in a way speaks to how great of a coach he is. Yeah. As far as what he builds, um, most people can say, okay, the coach went away and didn't have success. Like that's a Nick on or not to say Nick, but like a scratch on Saban's <laughs> record, but I, I'm, I please, think that's more that
0: testament. From, the, <laughs> cut that from the record.
1: <laughs> I think that's more attributes to how great of a coach he is as far as um those try, trying to mimic the Saban way or on a professional level. People say the Bill Belichick way, but I think it's more of him having his own way, his own style of doing things that nobody else can replicate, and I think that in itself, besides the championships that he has, kind of kind of puts him in that category of you know on top. So um, yeah, man, I don't think we have to talk much about the game just because it was such a dominant effort
0: by Alabama. Oh, yeah. um, Anybody you who know, passes up on Devonta Smith is an idiot, though.
1: Yeah, man. man. You, where do you think he's going? I top three. I, hope to, he
0: goes, I think I think it'd be pretty dope uh, if he goes top three. My thing is. My more intriguing argument I would like to see, or I hope uh, the the draft guys who who make their living uh, with the draft, I hope they dive deep into this conversation of is it Jamar Chase or is it Devontae Smith? That's what I want to see. But whoever gets Devontae Smith is going to get an absolute terror. Like that dude is a beast. So, yeah, I agree, man. I mean, it'd be, I think it'd be cool if he, re- if he reunites with Tua. Uh, out there at the number three pick, if I'm not mistaken. But, I mean, who who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Man. I hope he falls to 10, though. <laughs> that ain't happening. Yeah, we'll see. Hope so. We- That'll be dope. <laughs> we- We're going to see. We're going to see.
1: Trying to see if there's any more uh, breaking news before we get out of here. Uh, I don't see anything. But yeah, man, a lot of sports news, man, trying to fit it into this uh hour kind of show that we got going. But uh Dane, uh oh, uh we mentioned it on the last episode. Um WandaVision in our nerdy news mm. is dropping this Friday, early Friday morning. And uh I just got one question for you, my guy. What? No what is your one prediction? of this show like what what's one take hot take that you think is going to either happen in this show something like that
0: I my hot I, I wouldn't say more of a hot take I'd say it's more of a what I hope to see slash prediction we're going to see an old familiar face or maybe a, a crossover or a, a surprise visit or a guest visit from one of the Netflix shows or maybe even from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or something like that. I expect to see a major character show up in one place or another because we're dealing with an, a situation where there there are multiple realities uh, with this particular show. With that said, we might get, you know, a random visit from one of these guys. That's why I think we will But I, I can't I don't know what I've been trying to stay as dark as possible <laughs> from seeing anything. Um, yeah. I didn't even watch the trailer that dropped out today. The most that I've seen was that very first trailer that was released a few months ago. And then I, you know, glanced at the pictures. I try not to look too much. I them. Uh, you know that, right. I, you know. Right, that. that's the way always, you've always been.
1: <laughs> And I'm the exact opposite. Yeah, but no, I'm damn that every week. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, I think that my one big prediction, and honestly, believe it or not, I haven't looked much into it yet. I, I think I mentioned on last episode that I don't know what's gonna happen in the show, um, okay. but I think, chill. I think that we will see um, them finally tie in how Wanda uses her powers with the Mind Stone, or yeah, the Mind Stone, because um, in one particular. Sure one particular, no, I don't, I'm not. One particular clip shows her in front of the milestone, kind of back from the Age of Ultron movie. So I think it's going to be like a flashback to how that came to be more into her backstory. That's, that's all I know. Uh, and I do know it's going to be as far as going into multiple realities and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm definitely excited for it. Definitely finally excited to have MCU content we didn't have any in 2020. So, my
0: other prediction okay, mutants. Mm-hmm. I think we might get an
1: introduction. On mutants, there's a possibility. Fox or Marvel has that. Fox, they can say mutants now, they weren't able to say it before. Yeah, yeah that would be a, dope. You're a mutant, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, man. Anything else you got to say before we get out this thing, my guy? And with the Marvel t-shirt. I, I even noticed that. <laughs> Dan got the Marvel t-shirt on with the Lakers hat. I got the Duo Sports and Stuff man. podcast hat with the blue shirt. <coughs> uh, if you guys are listening, man, we really appreciate you guys tuning in once again for another episode. Uh, Dane and I are definitely trying to continue to grow, get better, uh, oh, bring yeah. more content Especially to you guys. That. Especially me. Um, Be sure to follow our social media handles at Duo SNS Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Also, YouTube. We're trying to get our YouTube followers up, trying to put more clips of the podcast on YouTube. Tell your friends, share, subscribe. You can just search our name, the Duo Sports and Stuff Podcast. Um, Of course, all the episodes you can listen to on our website www.theduosportsandstuffpodcast.com. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to this episode. Subscribe, share with your friends, all that good stuff. Uh, am I missing anything? Oh, we got some great stuff planned in the works for 2021. Excited about that. We're putting our hands together, making moves. You know what I'm saying? I think that's going to be the title of this episode: Making Moves. Like, ooh always make a move man but we just want to say thank you again appreciate each and every one of you guys for tuning in for another episode of the Dual sports stuff podcast
0: we are out back